While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. Hey y'all, it's Monday. Welcome across politics, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox on hey. the Water Boy, and we got Dr. Ben Merkel, President of New St. Andrews, our corporate partner in the house. El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this show is brought to you, well, actually it's brought to you by Haley's Cinnamon Rolls. Ooh, oh my goodness. You missed, you missed out on those. Oh and, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Hey, were, did the doctor not get a cinnamon roll? You want a cinnamon roll? Uh, we, we don't have none. Nice. They were like ripped this off. one We don't have warm. any more. They're got... <laughs> Well, They're all gone. Anyways, <laughs> let's stop and take a moment to talk about Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. Yes, sir. Yes. I don't know why we, like that first line, just, I don't, let's stop and take a moment. Do we, it's do just we, like a moment of silence. Do we do that? Mm. Yeah. But I'm going to talk Jesus. now. Pause. By joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club portal, such as past shows, all our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. Oh. Speaking of which, Gabe just handed me a proposed schedule yeah. for the, the Ark Encounter. Encounter. Yes. Uh, so mm -hmm. Boom. Sign up now at fightlaughfeast.com and make us great. Good. That was good. Your your ad read was almost as good as. Uh, can we can uh, we just talk James. about the Ark Encounter for a little bit? For a minute, just just for a sec. Just just I know it's, it's quick. Okay. We gotta talk for about it. This is yeah. like gonna be a whole week experience almost. Almost. So it starts yeah. really mm -hmm. when we're hoping to start Wednesday yeah. through Saturday, right? And, and maybe a bourbon tour somewhere in there. Bourbon tour because we're in Kentucky. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Oh. That makes sense. So yeah, I mean with with I mean the time slots here. I mean that makes sense because we want to make sure everybody has time to visit the Creation Museum. Um, the, the, then actually time to, to tour the Ark Encounter. Right. Mm -hmm. There's breaks. This is, this is, you want to save a family vacation is the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. Yeah. So basically October 11th through the 14th, roughly. Is, yeah. and, and it might be, we might throw a couple more, um, 
things in there before so we get there. My family was already yeah. saving up for a vacation this year, and when we decided to do this, I was like, guys, guess what? Yeah. All those funds, they go into this. Yeah. Going to the family Arkham road Calvary. trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Put it on the calendar now. So Toby, again, was in the news. Well, yes. You you were in the news. We're, we're yes. making the news here. Yes. So. That's way to go. Cheers, man. Pass <laughs> Thank you. Praise Thank God. You. Yeah. Go, go uh, do it. In the Idaho Statesman. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So Israel, Israel Waitman actually yeah. texted me and you, you this article also. I saw it. Um, uh, apparently... We want God's law to reign in Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) The Idaho statesman did this really odd article on um, the Idaho Family Policy Institute, which is Blaine Kanzati. He's been on the show before. Center. Center. Institute. Center. What? Completely different things. Is it? Okay. Especially if you want to find it and give money to it. Center. Okay. Very good. (laughs) And... And uh, Blaine was, you know, interviewed. So Blaine is working on legislation to ban uh, transgender drag shows in Idaho. Right. And we used to live in this world where, like, that was normal. Yeah. Like, not having trans drag shows. Well, not even not even have to put legislation forward to have that. You'd think that public obscenity laws would already cover it. You know, yeah. dudes in women's underwear twerking in front mm-hmm. of kids. Yeah. And, and off the show, we were joking that um, we need to make me a, a black trans, a black face transgender person and go testify at the city council meeting. <laughs> well, the point see. was that people aren't, they're not getting it. They're not getting yeah. it. This is black face for women, right? right. That's what they're not getting. So right. how bad how, can we? How can we then speak yeah. a language in which if you show up there black faced, dressed up as a woman mm-hmm. and people, would, you would walk in and they would say, oh, this is racist. It's like, oh, but he's in drag. But did you see the rest of them? Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, <laughs> did you see? he's got a dress on. He's got a dress on acting to be like a woman, just like he's acting to be black. And yeah. Do you see how this is horrible? You, you we, get the. We need a, we need a, somebody, a prophet. An, an, Alex an, Stein. An, an Ezekiel. Yeah, Alex yeah. Stein. Go do yeah. it. So anyways, so in this article, Blaine's quoted a couple times. One of his quotes is, um, he says, I would identify as a Christian nationalist. And, and then he goes on to say, the only objective basis for law is biblical law. <laughs> Facts. Like, like pretty simple, pretty simple stuff. But what was odd about the article, um, Toby? Where was, what was your quote in here? I, 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 I was. It was at the end. I, I was. I was quoted as as saying that um, only the Christian God sent His Son to die for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that got you in trouble, huh? <laughs> yeah. Among those who believe this is Pastor Toby Sumter, a recent guest on Kanzadi's podcast dealing with the law of God in public square, he posed the question. Why follow Christian law rather than some other religious law? So Blaine must ask you that question. And Toby's response was, "What God sent His what what God sent His Son to die for you? What God took the curse of rebel men and women? What God endured that for you? The only God, the only the Triune God, the Christian God, the Muslim God did not send His Son for you. Thanks. The Mormon God did not send His Son to die for you. Yeah, that's that's true. In fact." (laughs) But the reason why they brought, I think, that quote into it is because they kind of brought this weird Mormon sentimentalism yeah. into this, where apparently when Idaho first started, Mormons weren't allowed to vote and hold office. Right. Mm. And and so they were bringing that up like, hey, Mormons, if if Christians get in charge again, then they're also going to make drag shows illegal, too. Huh. That's kind of how well, they were bringing it up, right? Well, well, right? Yeah. Well, and if they, yeah, if if they outlaw drag queens, you know, the next thing they're going to do is Mormons' ban right to vote, Mormons yeah. from exactly. voting. He actually raises in there. He says you should wonder whether or not you'll actually you'd actually be allowed to worship Mormons. You know, go to have your church services Mm-mm. if if the Idaho Family Policy Center has, its the, has their way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> no, you won't. No. The funny thing is, I I thought that the legislation he was working on was actually. 
a ban on minors in drag shows. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, yeah. they, they, it, that's not the article, yeah. yeah, that's not how the article represented it. No. Right. So it was actually specifically just, you can't sexualize, you know, 12 year old boys. Right. Yeah. That's, that's all it was, but they, they make this into something yeah. completely different. Right. Well, well yeah, it, it's a, it's a bunch of, well, it's, I mean, he, they quote, um, some Iranian law, like, like as like sort of Sharia law, they're yeah. like, you know, this reminds me of, it's and a then slippery they slippery slope. <laughs> but that's what the whole when they threw homosexuals off cliff in Iran. But the whole thing yeah. is is a slippery slope, ar- you know, argument. Yeah, yeah. Basically saying, but the, yeah, the 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 actual bill, the legislation that the Ido Family Policy Center, I think, is working on, it would would um, would prohibit doing drag shows. Uh, for children, I think is the yeah. primary thing, and and where children are present, and maybe it restricts them in public places, sure. but it's to protect children. Yeah. And he argues from that: if we can't have men in girls' underwear dancing in front of little kids, yeah. then you know the next thing they do is they're going to be banning Mormons Mormon from vote. holding office, or you know, voting. and yeah. acting like Islamic terrorists well, or something. Right. While they might get the trajectory wrong about where this is going, right. what they don't get wrong is that one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. w- there is a conclusion to this at the end of the day. This is going to go somewhere. It's going to have an impact in society and culture. They absolutely get sure. that right, unlike Christians. <laughs> Christ- this is right. how we currently got to the place we're at right, right now because Christians start seeing these little things, these little things, oh, and then we get gay marriage. Like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, right. Well, we, we did something The homosexuals way- knew that play. They knew it, yeah. so they can see the plays. They're able right. to understand yeah. that there's plays being run. They can't see the trajectory of this they don't even know this creates better human flourishing by yeah. trying to protect right. our children we're trying to pull things back because the place has been yeah. run on us so they see the place christians don't see the place for a long long time people christians have been out here talking about it's important that we have a foundational standard to understand law biblical theology deuteronomy that is the foundational standard for law everyone's like no 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 the enemy you never no 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 yeah. it's funny to me now how everybody's a theonomist all of a sudden mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. i don't care who you are i don't care what ministry you're from you pick it g3 founders uh desiring god uh, yeah. well, desiring god you know, they, they, john they, mccarter the john mccarter they, they, i don't know about desiring god, only thing but. we're arguing about is what type of theonomist we are yeah. yeah nobody has questioned whether or not god's law should be applied That's anymore right. to society and That's culture right, right. we're only asking should the bible be the best Basis for our, our societal morals. Right. Yeah. 20, 25 years ago, 15 years ago, nobody really wanted to have that conversation. The items yeah. would push way back into the the, t- the people that the have the conversation. Those, those are yeah. our crazy cousins. Yeah. Now everybody's arguing, how do we apply that again? <laughs> what, what is the... Yeah. Hmm. So uh, we're going to get into, and we're actually still going to get into it, but we, we got these series of videos of Biden in the White House on Sunday talking with the trans community and so forth. Uh, and we we're going to go from there. But then, then I saw this article... Um, pop up in the AP. There's actually an AP article on Saddleback's new pastor, you know, Andy Wood. He's the new pastor replacing Rick Warren and talking oh. about how he sees, um, you know, women as clergy in the future of the clergy, church as clergy. So, and, oh. he, and it came off the heels of him literally um, in their church ordaining his wife as pastor in Saddleback. So now they, they, they did I guess what? They, they co pastor. And Saddleback is SBC. Saddleback is SBC. I didn't know that. But it got me thinking. I didn't, I didn't know that until last year yeah, when at, SBC. at the SBC, wow. yep. Rick Warren got up to, to speak in favor of women pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, and or not uh, fighting over, at least. Or, oh, not fighting <laughs> right? over. Because yeah. you got a major in the major and a minor in the minors. Oh, got it. And women right. pastors is minoring. 
I guess. <laughs> Can't Which see the point. So, so he, did he get kicked out the SBC? No, they, they didn't get kicked out. So the Baptist faith and message SBC doesn't allow for this. But here's this is what they got me thinking. They have a study committee. Oh, they're still. They, they, pulled, they pulled a Presbyterian move. Trying to figure I, out what a woman is. I think a lot of Christians think, oh man, our country's starting to be judged because of the Democrats, or our country's starting to be judged because of homosexual uh, marriage or, or Burgerfell right. or whatever. But it it really gets you to think that like the the. The reason why America is being judged is because of the church. You know, judgment begins right. in the house of God. And we're sitting here. I mean, in Idaho, we're trying to keep, you know, drag shows from happening to 12-year-olds. Right. And here's, Rick, you know, Saddleback and Andy Wood basically trans transgendering the pulpit. Right. Putting a woman in the pulpit when it's a it's an office for men. Right. People need and, to. Yeah. Go ahead. People need to remember Romans 1. I mean, I mean we, we read it a lot, but you need to remember the actual order. It, it says that you reject God, you don't give thanks to God, you don't you don't recognize God and worship him mm-hmm. rightly. And then it says that God gives them over mm-hmm. to um That's insanity. Right. So it starts with worship in the house of God. Exactly. Yeah. It starts yeah. with not worshiping God rightly, mm-hmm. not acknowledging God for who he is and acknowledging his attributes and his creation and his lordship over creation. And then you're given over. You begin serving the creature rather than the creator. Worship gets distorted. And so Gabe's not wrong at all. I mean, the fact that we, we when you start messing with the creation order, mm-hmm. male, female, um, and 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 uh, Paul ties whether a woman can preach or teach or not to this very thing. He says, yeah. Man was made first, then woman. This mm-hmm. is the order of creation. This is not a cultural thing. Yeah. You get that wrong, then God gives you over to all manner of insanity, yeah. all manner of folly. Why do we have men dre- dressed up like women, you know, with gaudy? You know, because we have women cl- dressed up like cl- men in the cl- pulpits, clown women, yeah. right. and and it's but it's it's um, that madness, that insanity. Um, it, its root is the church not worshiping God rightly, and, right. and I think this, we we can't yeah. we can't uh, say that enough. Hey Ben, which one do you think we actually lost first? Do you think we lost it in the home first, or do you think we lost it in the church first? The roles and offices of women, because what 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 my brothers are talking about is absolutely right. These there's offices that are sexed. You can't take them away from each other. There's certain offices that are sex. Father's a sexed office, right? You can't remove that from the duty. So a woman can't be a father. That's not possible right. because the office is sex. Which one do we lose first, the church? I, mean, or- I, I, think, I think it starts from the pulpit. And, and it's, not, it's not just, it's not just um, swapping men, women in for men preaching. It's men, uh, it's preachers starting to have an effeminate understanding of what their office is. So, so mm. does, you know, when I speak, what am I speaking to? I think we talked about this a little bit in the time in, in, in Wenatchee, yeah. where, where are, am, I, am I speaking to culture, to the world? Do I have an understanding of the gospel that is supposed to inform and shape the whole world? Or do you start to narrow and narrow and narrow the gospel to it's a, it's a emotional consolation to your heart mm-hmm. applied just to hear. Right. Right. And, and w- once you narrow that gospel message, down, then you really change what the pulpit is, right? And I think that as the pulpit transitions to that, Ooh. then all of a sudden, yeah, men don't know what it is to be a man. So easy, right. a woman can do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and frequently, it's it's the job description has been so redefined and 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 transitioned that a woman can do it better. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's what I said. It's, it's not just that a woman can do it. It's actually probably better for a woman. Right. Um, I, I think that it's it's more fitting right. that way. And when and when people say that, and I've heard, you know, people have told me this before. They'd be like, you know, I, I, I know the Bible says this, but really in this situation, in this church, this woman really was a great pastor. And better yeah. than other pastors. And, and, I, right. and I'm willing to grant probably sure. the way that you have redefined <laughs> yeah. what the church is yeah. and what mm-hmm. the pastoral ministry is, she probably is better at it yeah. than so any man would be. If you, if you change the gospel into an emotionally 
therapeutic message. Right. Then I think that that actually uh, probably yeah, is a better way yeah. of, a, of a mater- representing a maternal, it. A maternalistic yeah. care but for it, you. But mm. if you take the gospel as the post-millennial message that's to subdue this earth, it's right. a very different kind of thing. Right. If, oh, if my the, goodness. If the pastor is the lead commanding officer— if the pastor is the lead Navy mm-hmm. SEAL mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, a, in a platoon, in a, in a military unit called to fight the good fight, mm-hmm. to bring the sword of the gospel to yeah. bear on sin, uh, the world, the flesh, the devil, um, you, you, you need a man for that. You know, right. that's really interesting because I think a lot of people, I hear a lot of men feeling like, I left my church because I wasn't close to my pastor. I left my, it's like, <laughs> you're not close to your general. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. not close to yeah. your platoon. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I mean, I know, we didn't have this bond. We didn't, we weren't close. He didn't give me the pats on the back. And it's like, they've kind of, they want they think of the church. As some kind of little, you know, mommy didn't love me the way that, and so, yeah, and so because of that, they've they feminized the whole thing. They're not right. getting, they don't even know that right. they need to man up, right? And the, oh, yeah. that's a whole. So, nother, so this oh, is all the wow. backdrop of what's going on behind right. uh, the White House and what right. Biden's doing here right now. Check out this 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 clip. So this is uh, now this segment right. was filmed at the White House, right. and and here's with, uh, with Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, go. Uh, Mr. President, this is my 221st day of publicly transitioning. God, I love you. uh, Thank you. I am extremely privileged to live in a state that allows me access to the resources I need, and that decision is just between me and my doctors. But many states have lawmakers that feel like they can involve themselves in this very personal process. Do you think states should have a right to ban gender-affirming health care? I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that. As a moral question and as a legal question. Oh. I just think it's wrong. You know, I think I was saying before we started that my son, my deceased son, used to be the Attorney General of the State of Delaware. He passed the most, the broadest piece of legislation that he, as Attorney General, can, uh, was able to convince <laughs> the legislature and the governor to sign that dealt with uh, all gender-affirming capability. I mean, there's a lot of... You know, you sometimes they try to block you from being able to access certain medicines, being able to access certain procedures and so on. None of that should be available. I mean, uh, you know, no no state should be able to do that, in my view. So I feel very, very strongly that uh, that you should have every single solitary right, including including use of your gender identity bathrooms in public. Thank you. Your music actually really helped that video a lot better. I th- I, that was good. I, I thought it was very fitting. Yeah, that's Mr. That's Mr. Potato Head there. Yeah. Ben, you get a uh, you get first stab at this. Go ahead after you. <laughs> <laughs> you just look sad. I, I, I'm trying to come back to reality. I really. Well, it, it, it is just. Um, I mean, it's grotesque. It's really sad because this this is somebody who's been mutilated. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're attempting to pass this mutilation off as this right uh, to the, to the rest of America. I, one one just interesting like side note. I remember right after um, Roe got struck down, um, there was a, a email from a college president saying, you know, I, this is terrible, and I know this is going to disproportionately impact our LGBTQ community. And and I'm trying to think how does how does the loss of abortion disproportionately <laughs> and, 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 and this is just there's just a world that um it just yeah. does not make sense i right. mean you 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 have these like you have these um 
<laughs> I'd carry to one. Uh, we we say these passionate things, and 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 you replace all that logic just with passion, and everybody's supposed to go yeah, with it because right. it makes no sense. Right, right. Uh, Toby, what, what, I want you to read the ad, and then I want to get. Yeah, in, go ahead. I want to oh, yeah. turn. Oh, really? I want to turn. Like, this. Just yeah. like that. Just yeah, yeah. like that. I'm going to go right into an I'm, ad. I'm going to turn some things From, here. Oh my! I'm still you, trying to figure out how in the world it affects. I'm going to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> do the math. Do you own a business and write a lot of proposals? Ooh. If so, you should check out SmartPricingTable.com. Smart Pricing Table allows you to create quick and accurate proposals, and it's loaded with features like recurring fees, quantities, and line item upsells, <laughs> whatever those are. When your prospect is ready, they can e-sign, and you're off to the races. Visit SmartPricingTable.com and mention CrossPolitik to get 25% off your first two months. I want one of those I, things to upsell. I like I, that. I'm glad Toby doesn't know what a line item upsell is. I'm yes. glad my pastor doesn't know that. Yeah. That's good. I, that's I, good. I that's that actually is. a good. That's a good thing. <laughs> um, so. Bernie. Um, that, was, that was what he did. That was what he did. We were trying to remember earlier what, what Gabe did on the Wenatchee show. To have Doug and that, that Toby we, lose I couldn't, it. I couldn't <laughs> catch my breath. all over. He did a breadline Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got it. Yeah. Good thing. That, that show will drop on a Wednesday or Thursday, so just pay attention. Live, the Wenatchee Live, so yeah, yeah, yeah you'll be able to be, see what happened that's there. That's hilarious. Okay, so um, this same panel, this now this episode, they get into education. And of course, which is where all this is going. This is why we brought our specialists we don't, <laughs> yes, on the show. We don't want to just change the law. we got to disciple the people and raise them up into this transgender culture. That's where they're going uh-huh. at the panel, right? Uh. And so I want you to play the video where the where the gal asked the question to Biden about. It's, it's the last video, basically, where Biden asked the, where the gal asked the question. Yes, this is the one. I wanted to set myself and my family up for long-term financial security by getting a college degree. But it comes at a huge cost, which makes it harder for me to help my family stay afloat and pay for my brother's brain cancer treatments. For people of color, the path to true financial security is often paved with advanced degrees. Yet the cost of simply getting a bachelor's degree can be the largest burden we bear financially. Federal student loan forgiveness will make a big difference, but it feels like the system itself is broken in some ways. What can your administration working with Congress do to help break this vicious cycle that is hurting the future of young people (coughs) seeking an education for a better life? I used to have a good friend I went to high school with, and I say, Bob, do you understand me? He said, Joe, I not only understand you, I overstand you. (laughs) I overstand. I got into a private university when I was out of high school. And uh, can we just stop for a second? Stop, pause, pause with I oh, I overstand you. I'm going to work this into one of my talks somewhere, yeah, somewhere, or one of our shows. From, you know, we got that from Gabe. Yeah, I, I not only understand you, but I overstand you. Okay, whoever Incredible. is at the White House that are writing this stuff, y'all stop watching Gabe. Uh, y'all stop, seriously. y'all stop watching him oh and giving President Biden. All right, all right, all right. I couldn't go there. And I had to work, which is not a problem, to go to the University of Delaware, which is much, much cheaper. Now, just in the last 40 years, the four-year university has, cost of a four-year university has tripled, tripled in the last 40 years to go to the school to begin with. Pell Grants used to cover 80% of a college uh, um, Mm. tuition. Now it's down to about 30%. Ben, how do you overstand that? <laughs> do you overstand that? Crystal clear. Does, I mean, so so does the, I mean, 
Does the government have a role to play in lowering the cost of college education? <laughs> well, no, because they mostly what they do is they raise the cost. Right. Um, all you know, all of that federal money. Every time they uh, student loan forgiveness, Pell grants, all of that. What it does is it causes colleges to raise tuition. Right. So if you you know he says the college price has tripled over the last uh, four years. That actually sounds conservative to me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but if, if you look at uh, the price of healthcare and look at the climb in the cost of healthcare. College education has doubled the increase in healthcare, okay. and yet over this you know last forty years, I would say our healthcare has actually gotten quite a bit better, whereas our college education has actually gotten quite mm. a bit worse. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. you can really show yeah. how it doesn't do what yeah. it used right. to do. So, so, so you're saying like medication has gotten better over time? And, yeah, and I mean, if I, if I had a choice between going to a hospital now versus forty years ago, I'd take now the, the the healthcare is significantly better as right? long as they don't give me that jab that's right <laughs> but but you're but the people you say who are going to college to get education they're not getting, getting any better the education no, hasn't no, gotten any better no it's it's pretty clear that college has gotten a lot worse and part of it i mean her her presupposition first of all i think just right out of the starting box she was um she she's She's giving this impression that a college degree is a guaranteed financial security to your future. Right. Which that's yeah, just that's really right. atrocious that you would think that. Mm -hmm. um, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like the idea that I can sell you this piece of paper that will promise you a salary, that's not the way work works. That's not the way jobs work. Right. Um, and and the I and and along with that is this idea that if you don't have that piece of paper, you can't go out and work and you can't go out and be financially successful, which is just completely untrue. Well, how do you get people at your college? <laughs> because everybody believes that you do know. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I promise that what I'm giving them is an education, not a guaranteed job. Um, and education is actually, this is a thing that has happened with colleges. We've actually, we've overpromised, and then in overpromising, yeah. we're no longer delivering what a college education used to be, which was actually a far deeper thing. So we overpromise mm. by saying, you get this degree, it will get you this job. And, that, right. and that's how all recruitment, college recruitment works now. Here, here's the, the list of salaries for different vocations. Here's the degree that gets you that job. And this is how you, you get this degree, uh, you get that job. Uh. That's how you talk people into taking out student loans. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous mm -hmm. idea to get an 18-year-old to take out massive debt. And it's, I mean, I've said this before, it's, only, it's the only loan you can qualify for by showing that you can't pay it back. How do you get how do you get a that's our education system reasoning too, yeah. right? It's like <laughs> how do you get somebody to sign up for something like that? Well, you tell them that if you get this degree, then you'll get this job, which means this salary and your future's all promised to you. It doesn't ever work out like that. It's right. it's not nearly as certain as that. But that's what you tell people. But in doing that, we've radically cheapened what an, a college education actually is. We made it into this small little thing, which is vocational certification, rather than this much deeper thing, which was an education. That is teaching you how to think and how to, how, to, how to be a better human and particularly how to be someone who knows how to glorify God in all aspects of your life. That's what an education really ought to be pointing people towards. And vocation is one piece of that, but it's a small piece of that compared to everything else. Why why is the federal government so concerned about education? Particularly, I mean they, they got yeah. high schools, you know, I get that, K through 12, that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. But college particularly, like they are really digging in and trying to cover the debt of all this. What is the play between what is there something that's inside of the 
college education that the government needs or what's I, I, I think so i think that it, it's it's the link between your college degree and the economy because the, the government has come to believe that it's in charge of the american economy that it's the government's job to regulate the economy and then the door into the economy if they can make it clear that the door into the economy is the college degree and they own that then they they own the whole financial mm. system and they own the economy. If you the, own the entrance, you own everything yeah, that follows. Exactly. From there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so weird that our government believes that they can. I can shut economy down for COVID. Right. I'm just going to shut everything down and then I'll open it back up with no consequences. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to think that that authority belongs there. Hmm. Do you think? Oh yeah, man, that, yeah. I was I was going to ask something else, and then you just said that, and I'm. Um, You've been the, the New San Andreas did recently just did this big ed ad. Yeah. And it's and it's connected. They're, they're the right. big government connected to big ed. Yeah. What what's that connection? Well, so basically we're riffing off of the whole too big to fail mentality that we saw in the financial crisis where where you have certain industries where you say this this used to be an independent industry and then but then it becomes so essential to American life that if that was to go down, we believe it would be too catastrophic for America. So the government needs to step in and artificially support it. But what happens is when the government steps in to artificially support it, now the government steps in to actually own it. Control it. It, It's it's a government (laughs) entity now, yeah, because they're they're controlling it. Because now their budget is built off of government intervention and and, and support. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's the way it is for most colleges and universities. We absolutely depend on the federal government and the funding from the federal government to stay alive. And so- so now the federal government has complete control over that whole industry. And so now you, scary. Can, now you can have yeah. a president come in and say, um, like, what did Obama do? Like, the Title IX yeah. applies to transgenderism. The dear colleague letters, yeah. Yeah, and, and you have to let boys into women's bathrooms, just like President Biden said, actually, in that earlier clip to, yeah. to Mr. Potato Head. And, um, and now you have uh, – and, and, and if your budget is built off of all these Pell Grants and, and, co- and government loans, how are you going to – Say no, right? Especially yeah. if you're a Christian college or a conservative college that believes in biblical morals. And, and this is the thing that people don't realize. Most we, you understand with your large state university, okay, this is probably government funding that's holding up. You've got a huge chunk of their budget is from their state allocation, and then inside tuition, you've got federal money uh, through the Pell grants and student loans. But most of your Christian private Christian colleges, um, they don't have that state money, but they have an increased slice from the federal money. So private colleges take uh, more from the federal government than even uh, than the state schools. schools. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Oh. oh, you can't. Okay. You might want to go backstage because that's where we about right, to go. Because right. uh, I got some questions for you, Doc. Um, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. We need to, this is cross politics. We, we need to ask him what we need to do about this. Well, I want to talk about that too, but I want to talk about. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. 
The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work.